Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey, we are rocking out here today. At AfterBuzz TV, I'm Lindsay Wagner. I am your host. We're talking all things Supernatural today. Season 11, Episode 7, Plush, which is why I had to play Plush by Stone Temple Pilots. Katie, have you really not heard this song? I'm trying really hard, but I don't don't know. I don't think I've heard it. Oh, such a good (laughs) song. Stone Temple Pilots, back in the, like, I think this came out in the 90s. So, I mean... What, early 90s? Hey, early 90s. It might, were, were you born? I was born in the early 90s. Okay. That could be why. <laughs> I am joined today by Katie Campbell. Katie, where can they find you? Hi, guys. You can find me on Twitter at Katie E. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's Campbell. And once again, I'm Lindsay here. You guys can find me on Twitter at Lindsay Wegner. And we're missing Alexis today because she is in New York. We do not feel bad for you, Alexis, because I'm sure you're having a blast there. <laughs> Uh, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about this episode, yes. though, and if you guys want to join in on our conversation, make sure that you're using the hashtag ABTV Supernatural to keep up with us on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all things social media. Uh, Katie, what were your initial uh, thoughts for this week's episode? I loved it. I'm loving this whole darkness storyline, but I love these episodes that kind of have nothing to do with the storyline and it's just the the boys back at a case and I, I really enjoyed it and I enjoyed the little creepy costumes it was fun it was scary <laughs> <laughs> well I'm gonna ask you later on something because we okay. find out a fear so I'm gonna come back to you about a question okay um I thought the episode was Okay, I, I like, I did, I was actually excited to see Sheriff Donna Hans come back again, which I didn't know if I would be or not. I actually was excited to see her. That. She was super, like, adorable and, you know, quirky, which I love. Um, yeah. so I was actually excited to see her. And even if we're not moving things forward with the darkness storyline, this was a cute episode. And we just got those huge facts that were given to us last episode. So <clears throat> it's nice to kind of, let that linger for a little bit. But here's my problem with that. What? We got this big bit of information last week that God has a sister. Right. Now we're given this sort of fluffer episode. We don't get another episode now until December 2nd. Which looks like it's going to be another fluffer. Yep. But So now that makes me wait almost a whole month since we found out about God and his sister and all this stuff with the darkness and her Amara growing... But that's classic Supernatural and what they do every season. They did it last season with the Mark. Yes. 
I just, I, I, I hate waiting. I know. I'm impatient like well, that. I know. I think you guys are probably impatient for that stuff too. Do you guys like the fluffer episodes? Like, let me know. Tweet us or write us on YouTube and let us know if you actually like these little like in between episodes to kind of keep things moving forward. Or if you'd rather just kind of like get down to business and get all the facts and everything. You know what I like that they do though? Every time we have one of these episodes in the beginning and the end, they still talk about the main problem that's looming over the whole season. They tie it in. Yeah. They're still searching. Cass is doing some work, right, with the pre-biblical stuff. Well, he brought them everything he could, and Sam looked over it, and it's pretty much all in foreign language. So he's trying to translate as much as he can, but even some of that is going to be impossible to do. But can't, is there a way, you know, like how we got Rowena to translate the Oh, I'm the sure book, there's somebody so. that can do it. Because half of it, he said that it wasn't anything. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It was just information they can't use, and then the other half was unreadable. So I wonder if that has a little bit of a story in there, or some some kind Setting of Setting something up for future. Yeah. I'm sure there probably is something to that, and we'll get back to that, and they'll have to either instill Rowena's help, or somebody's help, or somebody will come back from the dead and give us information, which that would be even better. Yeah. If we got, like, an appearance from, you know, Bobby, or... Kevin or somebody loved the episode when Bobby Charlie. came back last season. Yeah, I oh, loved that was it. a great episode. Used his help. Well, this episode <clears throat> is all about these little costumes, masks, plush characters, and we see a couple women's making some dinner, and her husband Stan is not being very helpful and taking out the garbage. So she goes to take well, out the garbage. Not only not being helpful, but being rude. He insulted her cooking. Yes, he did. I knew at that moment he was going to be the one to die. Oh yeah, she was. She was too. She was too innocent. Although they <laughs> usually kill off the women, so it was nice to see the men folk being killed off in this episode. <laughs> uh, Stan Stan gets uh, gets attacked by the Easter Bunny, um, which it's only a mask. It's not the whole costume, which made me think this is going to be really really interesting because is it going to be multiple costumes like this where it's just a head? Oh, you on something. That. I kind of wondered if it was just going to be part of it, but not the whole thing. Um, and so Stan, uh, am I going to the right way? Is that right? Uh, Stan gets killed and, um, we get to see Sam who is praying to God in the bunker. And, you know, I like this whole thing though. I feel like God is, or somebody is giving him these visions. We don't necessarily know if it's God, but every time he does pray, he seems to get a little bit of something. Well, not every single time, but I like to see him doing this. Uh, prayer, having faith in prayers, especially because of what's kind of been going on all over the world right now, and everyone's talking about prayers. Uh, prayers aren't always going to be answered immediately, mm -hmm. but you have to have the faith. And right now, he's trying to have faith in what is going on and that there is going to be an answer to this. And, you know, Sam or Dean is saying, you can't count on God. 
they can only count on themselves. Mm-hmm. But I'm a little nervous that the fact that Dean is... It's kind of typical, Dean, that he's saying this. Like, I can see, I believe that he's feeling this way. But I'm nervous that because he does, Sam is going to stop coming to him. Like, I, you know, we talked about it the earlier on this season. It's frustrating not seeing them communicate, and they've done that for a long time. But then they eventually do tell the truth and, and the secrets mm-hmm. that they're keeping and things that they're not sharing. But and I, I like that Sam is sharing everything. But I'm worried that because Dean keeps knocking it down as not this, not that, it's just we have to rely on ourselves, that he's going to stop sharing. And telling Dean these things, and then yeah. that puts a wedge between the two of them? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it, they've done it before because of this stuff, mm-hmm. because of these secrets, or because of their relationship and, and not feeling like they can trust the other person. Yeah. So when they don't say something, I, I mean, and I, I like I said, you guys, I've been catching up on all the seasons again, and I've been watching season six lately. And the whole Sam getting the, the wall put up by death, I just saw that episode. And, I mean... Dean wasn't going to tell Sam any of this. And then Sam finds out from Cass. And Sam's not even really, at the end of the day, mad about it. At least as far as I can tell right now with what I've seen. Also got brought up in that episode, Meg, the bodysuit she was in, the meat suit she was in, was a girl from Sheboygan who was moving to L.A. to become an actress. Sheboygan is 15 minutes from my hometown. So I was really excited to hear (laughs) that. But um, I agree with you. I think if they kind of keep this, if, if Dean keeps downplaying that God can help. Either God is going to surprise them and come out and Dean's going to have the faith, or... Well, it it has to be God, right? Because nobody knows how to take this darkness down. So somehow God is going to help. I've got got info on that at the end that I found out. Okay. So, all right. So we get to Cottage Grove, Minnesota, where Sheriff Donna has said that this bunny has now attacked a few officers there. It's very, very strong. Um, And Doug Stover is also on the case. Yeah. Doug number two. And she obviously, her husband was, as Dean called him, a dick. He was. He was. And... He was mean to her and said she needed to lose weight and she was drinking too many chocolate chip cookie dough milkshakes and stuff, which no one can ever have enough chocolate chip cookie dough milkshakes. <laughs> um, but uh, the this bunny, they they go in to kind of check out, Sam and Dean go in to kind of check out what's going on. It's got Kylie Forever as a tattoo. You know, something she said, too, is that they were trying to figure out, they ran his prints, and, you know, they're trying to see if he has any marks, and they can't hold him down long enough. But how did they not see that tattoo? Or, and and know that this is, like, I mean, you can tell by his appearance, he's got to be between the ages of 16 and 22, 23. and 25. I think she said they oh. knew that. Okay, so they knew that. So they know, like, but you see this tattoo, you've got to know, okay. They were, Yeah. They should have seen the tattoo. They said they couldn't see any markings, but that maybe was his sleeve was well. They still would have rolled his sleeves up, wouldn't they have? Yeah, or maybe they couldn't. But his sleeve was rolled up his already. Sleeve was at that rolled point. up at that point. So anyway, we do find out that he's really strong as Dean goes to like kind of. They're making fun of him about being a bunny and who framed Roger and all these you know bunny jokes and, <laughs> uh rabbit jokes and he actually grabs Dean and needs Sam's help to to get him off yeah so we know whatever's inside of this is strong but i don't think that ever really got answered it was so creepy seeing him sit there like that too just in complete silence 
I mean, clowns scare me. Yeah. And anything that's going to sit there and just stare at you with a mask on. A bloody mask. A bloody mask. It's like all the Halloween movies where anytime you see somebody with a mask and they're just like, Michael Myers is just standing there like staring at you. I'm like, that is creepy. Yeah. You're not moving. You're not saying anything. That's creepy. Uh, They do find out that this Kylie Jennings, it was her boyfriend, Mike. And she doesn't know what happened, but that they went to his costume shop because they were going to his party or something. He picked up this bunny thing, and as soon as he put it on, he was weird and... Walked out of the store without any of his belongings. Yeah, without his phone, so she had no way to get a hold of him. So they know that... They know who his kid is now. They're taking the bunny... They're transferring the bunny, you know, this Mike guy, somewhere, um, Sheriff... Sheriff Donna and um, Doug, and the bunny's tranquilized. They have a cute little banter about how she's strong enough, and she can do it on her own, and she doesn't need a man's help. And I loved her being, like, this powerful woman, kind of... And she did become a powerful woman last season when we saw her. Yeah. But she'd been pushed down by, you know, her husband. So it was nice to see her kind of taking a stand and being like, I can do this. I got this handled. And then ask for help (laughs) when she can't move him. And then the bunny, like, attacks them. Yeah, it almost kills Donna. It almost kills them. So Doug has no choice but to protect the both of them. Mm-hmm. So he shoots him, and mask falls off. And they see that it's this young kid, and they're both kind of feeling guilty. But they had no choice. That this is... That attacked, this is what they had to do. I still didn't have any idea that it was going to be a bunch of masks tied into no? the story. I was like, what is happening now that he's See, I felt shot. like it happened way too soon, so I was like, there's got to be something else that's going to we're going to get to with something else, because we can't just have this one mask right. be a 45-minute show. Well, see, I thought it might be, because I thought it was something deeper, but, you know, when that happened, I'm like, where are they going now? There's yeah, where can they take 40 this? 40 minutes left of the show. Yep. <laughs> Which... We, we find out that, obviously, the mask has to be cursed. Mm-hmm. And... We see a football player at the gym lifting some weights, and uh, the coach goes to work on some work while this kid is working out. And they made sure to show us that it was Cottage Grove and that it was the court jesters that was their, like, mascot. So the court jester walks in. The creepy, scary, creepy thing. All of them said nothing. And doesn't go to attack the kid goes to attack the coach. So now I know they're attacking specific people for a reason. It didn't attack the wife. Mm-hmm. It attacked the husband. And it attacked the coach. And luckily, the kid kind of like beats, stops the person from beating the coach. And we find out the coach is now in a coma. Yeah. Well, he was strong, right? Because he was lifting those weights. He was, yeah, he, he made a comment to Dean <laughs> that he had four plates. And Dean's like, oh, okay. And he's like, on each side. Yeah. I was actually like, that's actually a lot of weight. Well, that's why he was able to kind of stop him. Yeah. He was the, the biggest the biggest player. But he's a quarterback, so he doesn't know much as he stated himself. I'm not saying that. He stated that. <laughs> um, uh, so I think it's ghost possession. At this point. Mm -hmm. Now are you feeling like, okay, now we've got, like, masks coming up? Yeah, now I understood it, and now is when I actually thought, I bet you his bones are not there anymore. I thought he was, whoever this was, maybe it was a woman, man, I didn't know, but I thought, whoever this is, it's going to be, you know, an item that they're tied to, just like we saw last season Mm -hmm. as well with the nuns. Yep. Oh, that was a great episode last season, too. 
And the one with the paint. Was that the painting yeah. one? Yes. Oh, I loved that one. It was gross, but it was fabulous. That's what she was tied to, so I knew it was something like that. Yeah. And you're right. So it's obviously attached to these masks. They know that um, they... So they shoot this court jester with the salt gun. And the second they shoot it, the the ghost is off and the girl knows nothing. So we know that the kids doing this or the people that are being possessed are innocent. But how do you tell that to a sheriff's department? Well, that's why you got a letter free. I know, but but even that, like Donna said, she could lose her job. Yeah. For letting somebody go because you can't really say, keep going, oh, well, they were possessed by a ghost. This, they're, they're not supposed to be giving all this information out to everybody. Not everybody can know what they're doing. And Doug didn't have enough questions, in my opinion, for what was going on. Because they kept getting away, and later on, I know we'll talk about this, but he was involved in the burning of some of the costumes. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't you be like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. I want to know more. Yeah. I mean, he was a little bit out there, too. So maybe it wasn't his first thought. Yeah. But uh, they do find out that as they've picked up this new mascot costume, um, Michelle says that she got it. It was donated by somebody. Mm -hmm. And it was from Rita Johnson. So they go to uh, Rita Johnson. Her brother was a kids performer, Chester. And she says that because... Um, he commits suicide jumping off this bridge. Her son was really, really attached to the costumes. So she kept them for a little while, but then at a certain point just wanted to donate them, give them to a thrift st thrift store, schools, wherever, just mm -hmm. to kind of get them out there. And what did you think then when we found out that all these costumes are donated? Did you think there was foul play with Chester. There had to be. Because... Unfinished business. Yeah, and he's a ghost with a vengeance, you know? There has to be something else going on. And I knew she wasn't telling the truth when she said she didn't know the victims. Um, tell the truth. Well, and they, were, they said they were all worried that he had been <clears throat> with the kids or something had happened. So that's a bold claim to make. I can understand coming back with unfinished business if something's happened to you and right. you were innocent. And this guy loved kids, so why would he do anything to hurt them? Yeah, but I, I, I felt like she should have told the truth because she should be in fear for herself and her son thinking about what actually happened. You know, she was involved in the whole calling Stan situation and mm -hmm. having him confront Chester him and the other guy but so at that point wouldn't you want to tell the truth and be like let's do something about this because those two guys are dead that can't be just a coincidence I don't do people think like that I do I've seen too many movies we've, we've seen <laughs> we probably have seen too many movies or seen too many episodes of Supernatural, Supernatural to kind of question if oh is there something else going on here yeah you know um, I used to watch Ghost Rider as a kid that was way before your time. Yeah, I have no idea. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if you guys used to watch Ghost Rider. It was an awesome show that was on, I think, like PBS or something or like a kid's station. And it was about these kids that hunted ghosts. And they had this ghost that would write them, like, give them clues to, like, solving crimes. It was a really, really cool thing. And I used to carry around a pad with, like, a, a marker and, like... Just in case. Pretend to solve crimes. <laughs> so perhaps, yes, I would be trying to connect 
Coach Evans and Stan to why this is happening and, and the fact that it's connected to the costumes potentially. Okay, there's got to be something going on here. Right. Um, the next thing we see is a clown who's gone now to Coach Evans, who's in his coma, and literally takes a scalpel and just slits his throat. Wait, this clown costume is so scary looking. Why do All have... clown costumes are scary. Well, there are some fun, cutesy little clown costumes sure. for kids, and, and okay. that's what he did. So I was just questioning, what is this costume? It's really creepy. It, it was creepy, and we obviously know Sam is... That's his fear. You guys heard my fear last week. My biggest fear is birds. Done. Don't. Like, we're not even going to get into that again. Katie, what's your biggest fear? Spiders. Spiders? Oh, I just tried to imagine a spider getting into an elevator. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I could attack it. I think I would be frozen. I mean, we heard Rita say later that fear is really, what did she say? Fear, Fear cripples you. It makes you do nothing or makes you do something you regret. I think I'd be one of those things that would do nothing if there was a huge, giant spider in an elevator with What me. happens when you see a spider in your apartment? Oh, duh. I can't even kill him. I freak out. <laughs> Somebody else has to kill him for me. <laughs> Sam is obviously... Thank you, Katie. Sam is obviously super scared of this clown. Um, just kind of sitting in there, like, holding his breath, hoping nothing happens. And sure enough, the clown turns around and starts staring at him. And could it get any, like... If that's your fear, could it get any creepier than that? And Sam does knock the scalpel out of his hand, but then the clown starts choking him. Thank goodness he has... What is it, lead? I thought... Or silver? I thought it was assault again. Was no? It, I, it, he hit them with something, and they did the same thing to the other... To Max later on. I, I couldn't tell what that was. If you, I, I didn't know if it was salt or not. I, I couldn't quite tell. Yeah. But um, it knocks... Once again, knocks the ghost that's possessing him out. They also say this guy is 60. No. That guy looked like he was, like, 80. That's what I thought, too. He was an older gentleman. Yeah, um, poor thing was playing dress-up with his grandson. Steve Burns, hanging out with his grandson, <laughs> and, like, goes on, goes to kill Coach Evans. Once again, they have to let the guy go because he was possessed by this ghost. He really wasn't, didn't mean to hurt anybody. Right. Um, we find this out, then. They go to Rita. They find out that... Stan and the coach were close friends, and they... Oh, no, no. They find this out from Stan's wife, right? <coughs> yes. Excuse me. Um, who knew Chester, and they were, they were... He was crossing the line with their kids. Um, so they went to his house, um, and... No, no, no. They go to Rita's house. Yeah, they right? go to tell her, we actually know. We know that you know them. Something's going on. Was this a suicide, or was it foul play? And Max says Chester was a good guy. A little boy, you know, if this is if this is a little boy saying that, you know, do you do you believe him? And I understand Rita's perspective as a mother saying, All these kids that you hear these horrible stories about that are, you know, abused and stuff, that they're told they can't tell anybody because they'll hurt them. Right. Or something. So they kinda live in this fear of saying anything. But how, I want to know, like, how this whole rumor started. Did they question the kids enough, you know? It didn't, there was never any, and first off, we don't see Coach Evans' kids. We don't see Stan and his wife's kids. I don't even know if they had kids. Is it just, like, a neighborhood thing that they were hearing this from other kids in the neighborhood? Right, I don't know. I, I mean, and 
I, it was just, yeah, it didn't, I didn't feel like there was enough evidence to like convict this guy of something or go after this guy when but we also didn't see that backstory on it. Right. Um, and Rita admits that he, he only got along with kids. He really didn't get along with adults. He was kind of awkward. Um, and she said she always kind of stuck up for him, but then she got to a point where she questioned if her son was being, something was happening to him and she felt like she needed to protect him so that's when she did tell Stan he's gotta move out take take care of this yeah I felt bad though I didn't understand why she would call them and tell them to threaten Chester wouldn't you just I mean he's your brother just approach him and say this is what's going on this is what's being said what like and try and get to, the, like, talk to him. I mean, they if she always protected him, talk to him about it. Right. But that wouldn't have been the story. That would not have been good for Supernatural. So they grab him when he's coming out of a school one day, and they <clears throat> scare him by mm-hmm. kind of, like, hanging him over a bridge. That's a little weird. I, you know, something's going to go south, especially when you're holding him by a fur costume that you might not have good grip on. Yeah. I, I just not... Nothing good is going to come of this. The whole time she was telling the story, I actually said out loud, I was like, oh my gosh, Max upstairs, he's going to have a costume on and he's going to be the next one to attack. Because now, I guess, Chester never knew of her phone call to Stan. So Chester was only taking vengeance on the two of them because he knew that they were there when he died. But he never knew she called them. Now Mm -hmm. he knows. Yep. He's got to finish the work. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh... When he struggled, they dropped him. It did seem like it was an accident, for sure. But you put yourself in a position that this was going to happen. He, I, he... Yeah, I felt bad for him, though. I, don't I felt think... I felt bad for Chester. Guess we really don't know too much of the backstory. We only know what everybody told us. But what everybody told us seems like he didn't actually even do it. Yeah, I I felt bad for Chester. He had definitely had some unfinished business. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they say. I wouldn't necessarily doubt even in real life that this does happen, that ghosts come back for, I mean, watch like History Channel stuff where they say that ghosts come back or the sci-fi stuff where they come back because something's unfinished. Yeah, and they were wronged. There used to be ghosts at this one restaurant I worked at and I'd seen it. When you were there early in the morning, they would make noises because I'd come in the kitchen and because the restaurant was so old, this was in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Um, <clears throat> you'd have to walk through the entire kitchen to get to the light switch because it was an old building. So all the light switches are on the opposite ends. So because I only had one way of getting into there, then to the lobby, then to the dining room, you have to basically go through the whole restaurant to get the lights on. And I called my mom one time, freaking out. I hid in the freezer for a second because I was so scared because the pots and pans started doing this and the water had turned on and then something flew onto, like flew onto the ground. And I was like, okay, all right, I get it. You're here. I'm not, I'm not disrupting you guys. I am not doing anything. And, and the woman who owned the place said, those are her, um, ancestors, her like great grandparents. And they come and they check on the building. Is there unfinished business, like Chester? I don't know if there's... I don't think there's some sort of, like, ghostly, horrible, unfinished business, but they're definitely, like, hanging around. I saw one come down the stairs one time. It's creepy. I mean, it is weird because it's exactly what you picture in in when you see the shows and stuff where you kind of see a figure, but you don't really know, and you kind of take a second look, and then it's gone. 
I can't even wrap my head. It was this so right cool. It was so cool yet so scary. And so many guests of the hotel would tell stories about this, and then she would tell stories. I mean, this is a regular occurrence. And anyone who had to work the early five o'clock, like you know, breakfast shift at a bed and breakfast or hotel type place, would was used to it. I was it was my first time ever doing it. And I'm like, of course, like this is happening right oh, now. Okay. No. Anyway, sorry to get off topic, you guys. If you have any cool ghost stories like that, please tell me. I love hearing them. I think they're so cool. Oh my gosh, this is scary. Um, so obviously he had unfinished business to do. Came in as Max with another, with the deer on. By now we found out that both sheriffs have pretty much burned all the other costume heads. See, Doug would be like, why are we burning this? This has nothing to do with who's actually doing it. You know, I would be questioning these things. Yeah, what, what's the, what, why are we burning a mask? What does that have anything to do with it? Don't did ask, you don't think, tell. Did you think that he would be getting any knowledge of what's going on at all? I don't know if if Donna would give him little bits of information or if she's trying to be trusted by the boy, so therefore she's not going to say anything at all. Maybe next time we see her, her and Doug are together. And they're now hunting together. A little, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> um, Max is in the deer mask. Luckily, as soon as they hit him with, it looks like, once again, the lead thing. That's why I'm saying, I don't, I'm not quite sure what it was. You guys probably know. Please correct me. Um, and he's confused. As soon as that spirit leaves him, he's confused. And Sam uh, goes to burn this mask and Chester comes and kind of stops him. And obviously this unfinished business comes back in the house and he's kind of like almost going to attack Rita. And luckily, Sam is able to burn the mask after he's kind of like beating everybody down. Attacking and Dean. Attacking Dean. Yeah, everybody. Um, so they do, they do get, Chester is now gone. They've, they've gotten rid of his piece of himself that was sticking around. Both the coach and Stan are dead. But hopefully Rita has learned a valuable lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Max has to live with this the rest of his life, knowing that's what happened. And he lost an uncle that probably didn't do anything wrong. Right. And he really liked him and looked up to him with the little magic tricks. And so, Yeah. But the good thing is, is we find out that Sam and Dean are now calling Donna Hunter. So we know she's going to return at some point again. I feel like she's not fully a hunter, but... She's getting there. She's getting there. I want to see another episode with her and um, Jody. Yeah, I feel like that'll happen because Jody's so like just get let's get stuff done. Like let's not dilly dally, and she's just kind of like the com- comedic relief. Well, the last time we saw them together too, it was a really good pair. They worked well together. Yeah. Sometimes your opposites just. I mean, that's the best thing. They helped um, each other out, too, and then the things that they were going on, in, you know, in their life at that moment, they helped each other. Do you think that Doug and Donna are going to be dating the next time we see them? Maybe. I like that she was eventually nice to him, because I didn't like her, you know, taking this little... Don't hate all men. Yeah, and she was kind of, you know, being a, a strict boss to him, and I liked her, you know, being nice, because she wants to be nice, you know, people, she wants people to be nice to her. From what we saw last season of Doug, yeah, there was nothing that was redeemable about him. This guy was like a little puppy and sweet. so sweet and really obviously liked her. So I, I think that 
giving him a chance is probably a good idea. Maybe that's why he didn't question what she was doing because he because he liked, liked her. Yep, mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely the reason. Yeah, he just liked her, and he he just wanted to show her he trusted her, and right. she was she was making the proper decisions, and she's the authority, and you know he's working on this case with her, but yeah. that he's he's letting her take the reins. I think that was probably the whole reason behind it. Um talk a little bit about Sam and Dean in the closing of this episode and the fact that uh, they think that Lucifer's cage is the answer. That's where the answer is and that's how they're going to defeat the darkness. It's hidden in that cage. I'm really glad Sam said something about the cage as we were talking about how he's sharing. But that that look on his face at the end when Dean said, you know, that's not we know the cage is suicide. It's nothing. Don't even go there. Nothing. Sam's face looked like, oh, okay, yeah, but yeah. I'm going to do this if I have to. If I keep getting these visions and if this keeps happening to me, then I'm going this way. There's no stopping him. No. At all. And like someone uh, pointed out on YouTube, Adam's in the cage too. And like I just said, I was watching season six when Sam, when Dean was asked by death who he would rather free when uh, Sam's soul was in there. If it was Sam or if it was Adam, he said Sam. There was not even hesitation. Yeah. So if they had to put a block on Sam's memory from him being in the cage, what is Adam going to be like? Is he going to stop them from finding the answer to defeating the darkness or is he going to help them? I don't know. Because he's been in there for a while. Uh Uh-huh. And those years are different than regular It's 120 years, years right? Yeah. Per, for one year. Yeah. I don't know. I think Who that's... Who knows what, how he's going to be like if he's in there with if Lucifer. If he's even and still he's, alive or a shell of a person because of what they've been... It's going to be... I think that'll be an interesting part because I think we're going to get a little bit of that even before we get the answer to the darkness is we'll get a couple episodes. I'm hoping this. Well, let's... Should we get into predictions? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into some predictions. So I can actually talk about what I'm thinking. <laughs> and now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? You can go ahead. Okay. I'm a little nervous with Adam being in the cage and that fabulous reminder. Thank you to whoever reminded me of that. I think it was Kevin. I think. I think. Um... Adam is not going to be happy about helping them initially. But if they can find a way to save him and somehow restore him, he could be helpful. Otherwise, I think they're going to have to kill him. Yeah, you know, I feel I felt bad back then when Adam that whole situation, I feel like it would only be right to make things right if they could. I would like to see that. But he's, I think he's got so much animosity because of everything that happened previously. Yeah. With not knowing them and then being mad at John, too, for only sticking around for a little while that he, there may be no coming back for him. There may be no happy ending. When do you think this cage is going to be opened and people set free? I don't think it's going to be until. I don't think we're going to get to that till like, maybe episode 16, episode 17. Far into the future. It's going to be far into the season. I don't even think we're going to get it before Christmas. 
No. I think we're going to get Amara aging probably to the age she is when Dean first saw her. Maybe we'll see that right before Christmas. Yeah. Maybe not. I think we only have two episodes. Um, and then they're on break. until. I'm pretty sure it's only two episodes. And then they're on break until January. January 20th. So... Yeah, so we may not even get that till then. I think they're going to leave us with a nice little cliffhanger for a, for a month. And then we're going to find something out about this cage or about Amara getting to the cage or something. So I don't think we're even going to see what's going on in the cage until later this season. Yeah, well, they have to leave us something for the midseason finale. Yeah. So you think <laughs> it's going to be Amara as we first saw her with Dean? I mean, the way she's been aging, yeah. that would be the next... That would be, like, the next thing. Like, she's going to age, I think, into, you know, mid-20s. And then, I mean, she looks like she's late 20s, early 30s. Right. So that would be maybe... But we're not even going to get that happening next episode. I am so excited about next episode. You're excited about the imaginary friends for next week. I am. Are you excited to see Sam's imaginary friend? Yes, I am. It looks hilarious. I had an imaginary friend. You did? I did. Was it a boy or a girl? His name is Michael. (laughs) <laughs> when I was little. I don't remember him, obviously, but I've my parents have told me stories. So I'm really, really excited to see what they're going to do with this whole imaginary friend storyline. And I love that Dean, you know, typical Dean doesn't have one, doesn't really know what that is, trying to figure it out through Sam and whatever else is going on. But it looks like somebody is killing the imaginary friends. Is that what's happening? It looks, yeah. It looks like the imaginary, friend, imaginary friends are dying. So... Are the people that have the imaginary friends, are they killing their imaginary friend? Is it a parent killing the imaginary friend? There's got to be some rogue imaginary yeah. friend that with somebody wronged. <laughs> Maybe it's Sam's. Although Sam's looks pretty goofy. Yeah, I but, feel like we're going to get like another lens situation with Sam's imaginary friend. Yeah. But then, you know, you never know if those people that are all happy ends up being the twist that they are the killer imaginary friend. Sure. Well, I saw something really, really... I have a little bit of news and gossip for you guys as well. After Buzz TV News. So, uh, PassCon was this last weekend mm-hmm. uh, in Pasadena, and all... Everyone was there. I was reading, like... Um, Donna, like, did an... Op- or actually, uh, Richard Sp- uh, Spite? I'm not sure quite how to say his name. The one who was... He played the... Um, do you know him talking about? No. He was the guy that was in a bunch of... Ep- I can't remember his name. He was like the Joker-like guy. Like the guy that would come back. The trickster. The trickster. Oh, he actually yeah. opened uh, Pasadena Con. And then Donna was like the next person on like the list. And then, of course, you know, we get, you know, Rowena and Sam and Dean and all the, everybody there that's flipping amazing that we love. Anyway, uh, Jensen actually had some answers. Uh, I read in entertainmentweekly.com. Um, they... Jensen does not believe. I don't think they can defeat the darkness without God's help. Yeah, it makes sense. But Jared said there's potential for God to hinder them. The boys are committed to righting the wrong. That's the one thing he could say for sure. The boys are committed to righting the wrong. We know that. So they're kind of playing both sides right now. You know, Jensen's saying they... they they can't do it without God's help, and Jared's saying his help is going to hinder him. Well, here's the thing why it could possibly hinder them is because in order for creation to happen in the beginning, God had to betray his sister and put her away. 
So that's my question. Like, if she is out, what happens to creation? Creation just goes away, and does God not want that? Does that mean that we'll see God? I think we will see God, but I think that we need his help. There's no question. Nobody else can fully help like God can. I mean, Metatron gave us a little bit of information, but that's not enough to defeat the darkness. There's Mm got to be a way to do it. Um, But the, I mean, they're saying the answer's in the cage. So does that mean that Michael and Lucifer know? Maybe they because I they think were they know. because they were there with Amara or if, like I was having this kind of like having a couple conversations with people on YouTube about did Amara was Amara in her own box was she in the box with them and that's why like she was released she got released from a cage she had to be somewhere by herself but where and why we don't know. She was locked away. It's like the redheaded stepchild. Didn't last week we were talking about this, that she had to be somewhere by herself, and um, I forget who it was, but somebody said purgatory? Mm-hmm. It could be purgatory. She was somewhere, though, where she has never seen creation at all, because that's why she's tied with Dean. Mm-hmm. That's the first creation that she's ever seen. What if somehow when Dean was in hell, she was there? And they connected that way. I don't know. I don't know. I want to find out how they're connected. And I feel like that's... Maybe that's what they're going to leave us with um, in December. Before we go on that month-long break, we're going to find out a little bit more on why Amara and Dean are connected. All right. It's my... Fingers crossed. We have to find out something. Maybe it is that. All right. Any last thoughts? I love this episode. I'm excited for next week's episode or two weeks from now. You got me more excited about this episode. I didn't love it as much until I started talking to you about it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, 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 this is exciting. I think it's interesting to see kids' imaginary friends and what they come up with in their mind. Yeah. You know? I'm looking forward to it. I want more details on your imaginary friends, so uh, prep, ask your mom. Let's find (laughs) out next week. I do know some stuff. All right, Katie, (laughs) where can everyone find you and talk to you about all things supernatural and everything else? Yes, you guys can find me on Twitter at Katie E. E. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's Campbell on Instagram at Katie Campbell 13 and YouTube.com slash Katie Campbell online. I have a vlog. I'm putting out a new video either today or tomorrow, and it's going to be a fun one, so you guys should check that out. And this is Lindsay here. You guys can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lindsay Wagner. That's L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y, W-E-G-N-E-R, or my blog, lindsaywagner.blogspot.com. Let's keep talking about Supernatural because we have two weeks of not seeing anything. Make sure you're using that hashtag, ABTV Supernatural, to talk to all of us here, Alexis, who's in New York. But you can always talk to any of us using that hashtag, and we will see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 